This is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sarabe, and today I'm with Christian, owner of the La Strada food truck. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. So how was La Strada created? Hmm. How was it created? Um, in, well, it was uh, kind of a, uh, it was kind of a, well, I'm missing the word right now. It's, it was a, when a few different things are coming together separately. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really planned like, oh, I'm going to have a food truck and, you know, that, but, but it was a, it was an after, it was like a separate thought when we had a restaurant. We had a restaurant in St. Petersburg that closed down December 2019. And so in the midst of, during the restaurant times, we always kind of were thinking about starting like a, a side catering business, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was always to to have a wood-fired oven because of what we were doing at the restaurant. We couldn't have a wood-fired oven in the restaurant. And it was always something that I wanted to do because, you know, the pizza at the time that we had wasn't up to the level. that It just couldn't because of the oven. Yeah. It was a good pizza, but it, probably still one of the better ones in St. Pete, but it wasn't what what I really wanted to do. So that was always like a separate thought, but it, we never, you know, we never went into it up until that point. So in 2019, you know, uh, when we closed down the restaurant, it was like at the end, uh, by Christmas time. And so the process, we initially wanted to reopen another brick and mortar. And uh, we were looking for, um, you know, a bunch of different spots and places and thinking about trying to stay within kind of the area where we were already established, not to go too far out. And uh, I've been a St. Pete native for 23 years when I came here in 1998 and uh, have been involved in the community, kind of knew everything, you know, knew a lot of people, knew a lot of things by just living and in being involved in the, especially in the hospitality business, as I mentioned before, as more of a nightlife, but it doesn't, you know. It's the same. It's the same. So, you know, well, similar, but not, the, yeah. but you, 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 it's in that. It all translates. Cook, cooking pot, exactly. Yeah. So what I was really struggling with was the just the an unreal exponential explosion of rents within the last four to five years in St. Peter. And I just I was like, you know, having an economics background, I was like, this just made it, it I don't know how it all comes to make sense. It just doesn't. No. And so my wife and I were looking at it, we're like, we can't you know, we can't go into a seven, eight, nine thousand dollar lease invest all these dollars and you know you have no anybody who's in the restaurant business knows how hard it is yeah. um and um you know you can go in there and, and do well but you can also go in there and within a year or less than a year you can be out of business the problem with that is is once you put your money in it's you are basically you've lost i would say 60 to 70 percent of that so you know you know these are financial decisions that we, we had to mm-hmm. make and we were like well you know let's maybe look at another option of if we're going to be doing this big investment and we're going to go go on this long term let's see a viable option of buying a property so when we looked at the actual prices of certain properties it would be cheaper to buy a property and you and you know say well that's my rent and worst case scenario if something happens you know i can re-rent it but I'm not losing the entire investment that I put in, like yeah. the kitchen, the hood, you know, all the new wire, you know, it, it all just adds up because, you know, with, with the landlord, it's, it's theirs. Yeah. So, you know, 
All of that was kind of taken into place and we started applying for loans. We were working with the bank and literally two weeks before COVID hit, we were, you know, kind of trying to put some offers in. And then this COVID thing came in and we said, you know what? Because, you know, even at that time, we were like, we, nobody knew how long it's going to take, what's going to happen. You know, it's March, mm-hmm. beginning of March. And we, you know, I said to my wife, I said, you know, why don't we just, you know, put this thing just for a hold for a month? You know, let's just see how this thing plays out. What, what's going on? Because really yeah. nobody knows what's going on. And then once we realized that this is not going to go away anytime soon, I said, you know, I said, I don't think we should go back to a brick and mortar anytime soon. Because, you know, um, I have been kind of, you know, I was, when I was a lot young, well, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, coming out of college, I always had good intuition, but I never believed my intuition. But it was turned out that my intuition was right. Well, now I'm at the age where I know that my, I know to trust my intuition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even like with how CP developed, where it developed, where the next thing would be, I, I, I literally called it all out way before because I could see the movements of what, what would happen. But, you know, at that time, you know, you just, you know, it's one of the things you think about and then, you know, it happens. You're like, well, I told you so, but, you know, you didn't really capitalize on that. Same thing with like the housing crisis. You know, I, 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 that was one of them financially really helped me. I bought the homes, went everything because I knew it's going to happen. So same thing here. I said, you know, let's not let's not go into this and let's look at another, let's look at the this little, let's look at the food truck part that you know f- that we could maybe do. So I started spending my wheels, you know, and we started really thinking about it, and we started really kind of like you know looking what 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 would we want to do, who would we want to be, and, and what level would we want to go in, and you know you start doing your research, you start looking at different concepts, and I saw a few cool trucks out there. Uh, not too many with wood-fired ovens, but the, the few that I that I saw, you know, some were smaller. Most uh, most of them have like these little mobile rigs where it's just an oven on top of a trailer, but it's an open thing. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And then I saw a few ones that were really cool, um, but there were some limitations to them as well, mm-hmm. because they were only doing pizza, and we didn't want to just do only pizza. We wanted you guys to have do... a lot of different stuff on. Well, not menu. a lot. Are not really a lot, but we do. You know, our motto is is, is if you see it on our, tr- you know, on our on our shirts in the back and on the truck, it says the best of both worlds. Because mm-hmm. that's what we had at the restaurant. We had we were really famous for the burgers and we were famous for the pizzas. So we are saying, well, these are the two most consumed items probably worldwide oh, yeah. in the states for sure, right? Yeah, one and two, and we are literally proud to say with, without a doubt that we have probably the best of each within a truck and you know this is not to be you know pompous or whatever but you know that was also what our business was receiving as feedback at the restaurant we had more items we had a few more you know lasagnas and stuff like that were really excellent but here we just can't do it so we said let's focus on the two things that we really like were original stand, stand out about especially you know with a pizza we can now do what we wanted to do like, which is the authentic uh, Napolitanian style pizza and on the burgers we we pride ourselves in you know the burgers are not you know the meat is super high quality. There's minimum finagling with, you know, we don't have to do all these sauces in order to, to mask the taste because the, you want to taste the meat. I don't mm-hmm. want to taste, you know, mayo, ketchup, mustard. Yeah. You know, then it becomes, it's, it's, not, a, it's not an artisan product. So, you know, and then with the, with the fresh baked buns that we do for the pizza though, you know, that's what, that's what makes it stand out. Yeah. So that's kind of like what, so when we were constructing the truck, we said, but well, we have to be able to figure out how to do both because that's what we want to do. So we're not just going to be a pizza truck because in that case it would have been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to be just a burger truck either because, you know, those are 
probably a million out there. But we want to do this kind of a concept where, you know, you can have either or and they're going to be amazing. So, you know, then we started really looking at, you know, what kind of a vehicle would I have to get for the weight and the size and this and that. You know, I started looking at all these little details and I started, we started really like mapping it out. You know, even the, the, the most fun part or most interesting part was the actual visualization of it before you could even see it. So we would have to like sit in the room and her and I would like sit like over the here is the oven. How would we divide it up to make it, you know, because it was all about, we, we, let's put it this way. All the mistakes and all the bad things that we had at the restaurant from the, you know, we were leasing the kitchen that was already there. It was super inefficient. Mm-hmm. It was really badly laid out. So you knew all the things that you didn't want. And you get to fix all that. Right. So here's like, okay, well, we know we're going to need speed, 100% more mm-hmm. speed than at the restaurant. Well, we know we're going to get there with the pizza oven because the pizza cooks in 90 seconds. Yeah. So I make a pizza under three minutes from, you know, stretching it, topping it in, out. So that was the whole thing. So same thing with the burgers. We knew kind of how long it's going to take to cook them by the time I make the bun. Everything is done. But let's make it to where, you know, there's no, the, where two parties that are cooking, they're, they're not in this way. They're in their way. Yeah. Every, you know, so we started thinking about especially efficiency and speed. So we started kind of laying around and it was fun, you know, and then... The fun, most fun part was to actually turn out to see that you came pretty close to what you wanted. Uh, you know, of course, we both knew that it's never going to be 100% perfect because you do have limitations. But I would say we came very, very close, you know, very, very close. And as we are now working also out, out the smallest, smallest little details, you know, we're getting even, even better at, you know, figuring out. So, you know, you adjust a little here, adjust a little. Well, we had an X amount of, of dollars that we could spend. So we said, okay, this is the amount of dollars we can allocate towards the food truck. Because this is what we were spent towards the restaurant anyways. Here are the biggest upsides to the food truck. In worst case scenario, because I'm the kind of person, maybe other people are not, but I am. I'm like, what is my worst case scenario? I'm the same way and everyone's like, you're so pessimistic. And no, I'm like, but you have to think realistic. of these. Thank I you. Think so realistic. Thank you. So I said to my wife, you know, we said to each other, like, okay, if we invest X amount of dollars into this truck, what is the least... That we can get for it in case this business just turns out to be a complete fuck. because they can't there's no there are no guarantees yeah right you know I, I could have the nice of this and that it still might not work you never know but i'm not going in there with that mindset but i'm going in, okay but if i'm putting my money what is the least that i can know maybe i can recover and the food truck to be honest with you you will get probably sometimes a hundred percent back on your investment if you sell the truck you know in in our case we could probably get even more it's a nice truck. Yes. And worst case scenario, I could at least sell it for 70%. Worst case. At a restaurant, if I get 20% out of my investment, I'm good. You know, you did good, which means, you know, we're not going to, at least we know the worst case scenario, things don't work out. It's, it's not the thing that we thought it would be, which I don't think so. But, you know, that's, you know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best, right? Yes. So we started really spinning our wheels and I said, you know, actually, this is a better investment than I thought because of, you know, it's transferable much easier. You know, you can take it with you. You can go to a different area. You can, you, you're not bound to a, to a, a single location, which, you know, has its, uh, as I, you know, we're probably going to talk about it, has its own drawbacks. But in general, you know, when I started looking upside versus downside, the food truck became for me. I, I, I don't understand the people that go from food truck to business, to uh, brick and mortar. And most of those guys probably never owned a restaurant before, and they're going to learn a hard way. So, you know, I know a few guys that saw the same thing. I'm like, man, I would not do that if I was you. But, 
you know, but it's it's a it's a a restaurant business is. Um, it's hard. Well, it's really hard for for reasons you wouldn't think it would be hard for. Um, but you know, um, you know, in restaurant, it really sadly, unfortunately, it really is location, 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 mostly. Now inside of a tennis club, hidden. So we be, we became a little destination in the neighborhood, but it took us a long time to get there, a long time, and it was a long. You know, I tell people nobody's going in into a restaurant and not pay themselves for three years. Yeah. You know, I did that. So, saying I, I have had the exposure of bad location, restaurant business, and knowing what it takes to 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 make it. You know, to even make it profitable, um, or make it. You know, even break even. Uh, with, with, with the food truck, you know, but it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it, there are differences and, you know, it depends uh, who you are as a person too. Um, th there are a lot of variables that unfortunately, you know, can, there are more variables that will impact your restaurant success versus a food truck. Let's put it that way. That's the best way to kind mm -hmm. of sum it up. There are a lot fewer variables that you have to balance in a food truck business, in my opinion, you know, versus a... I feel like, especially with a food truck, you can go to the customers. Correct. You know, so if you know, like, the really hot spots, Correct. you can go to these hot spots and know that you're going to at least get some type of Correct. You're going to have food traffic. You're going to have traffic, yes. And yeah. the, But, you know, the, 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 the challenge in that is also it's not as easy as... It, it's not always as easy to get to those kind of areas because sometimes there are restrictions and this and that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, it's one of the variables that you can, if you really dive in, you can probably, you know come get around or figure out a way to do it the best and you know so but yeah with the restaurant you you you're stuck there so you know it's yes. it's, it's it's a different it's a different dynamic we talked with maggie from maggie on the move and she mm -hmm. was telling us originally that like food trucks weren't allowed to be like in the downtown st pete area and she had to work with the city to get like permits and areas where food trucks can even go and serve their food yeah so originally in downtown st pete like food trucks weren't able to serve food to anybody yeah well, yeah, and then, and then in the last year in July, that all thing yeah. changed with the with the governor. Yeah, he pretty much stopped all the cities from the cities can designate where the food trucks can be, but they can't like you know you, before you had to get like a license from St. Pete, yeah. license from Clearwater. So I mean, there are some protect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this, the cities are trying to get their money. Um, yeah, and you know, there, you know, there are also things where I have to say, even you know, I, I you know, even as a food truck owner, I think it's. Know, the city has a responsibility to protect its brick and mortar businesses, no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, there's 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 no you know, no no sugar coating that. And you know, and that's okay. Um, but um, I think, you know, the food trucks can be very innovative 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 in 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 their own way and should. Well when know. we had to shut down the bars again because of Correct. COVID, the bars if they did not serve food were Correct. not allowed to be open. So guess who saved some exactly. of those bars? It's exactly. the food trucks. It's the food trucks, yeah. You know, so there is, I think food trucks and bars have a, like a great relationship. Should have a good relationship, yeah. yeah. And you know, but you know, also, you know, you're looking at, you know, a lot of food trucks and most of them kind of catered before the pandemic. I would say the majority of their, which is what we are trying to get into back, is going to be, you know, large events, you know, when you are, you know, when they're, you know, either breweries or just concerts and events where, you know, you need a food vendor, but you, they're, they're just not there. So food trucks then make sense, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So from that perspective, you know, they have their own place. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different, I mean, it's a, it is a business industry, but they're two different business models mm -hmm. from, from, from that perspective. And, uh, 
you know, depending who, depending who you are as a personality, I think also depends on what you prefer. Um, there are many reasons why I would prefer a food truck over a restaurant. Uh, some people, maybe not. You know, some people might prefer the other. So yeah. I think it depends on your personality too. Have you always been interested in cooking? No. No? No. No. Not at all. So what got you into the restaurant business then? Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a, com, 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 what is the word? Combination? Combination. Combination. Com, com, okay, whatever. Combination. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't get to that word right now. Commun, combination, whatever. It's early in the morning. It's early, right? Uh, it was a combination of, you know, different things. I was actually uh, kind of um, wanted to open up more of a cafe. Like a coffee shop versus some like baked goods, and because I really enjoyed coffee, and then the place, you know, like I said, the place that we were at, you know, they requested, they required a certain menu in order for us to get it, and so I was like, okay, we'll take it, you know, we'll try it out, and you know, then the gentleman who we hired as a cook was a gentleman who came from Italy. He actually has a a, a food truck uh, over in Tampa right now, a food trailer. And he was with us for six months, you know. So he basically taught me the start of the pizzas. Um, the only problem is what I'm the personality that when I dive into something, I go all the way. And pizza then all, comes, all of a sudden, like, really started kind of interesting me. I don't know. It was one of those things where you never feel like you master, especially the, the Napolitan pizza. You know, it's one of those, it's one of, that's why it's called an art form, because you never say, I got it. You know, you're always trying to, you know, you get to like 95% and then you try to get to the 100%, but then now from 95 to 100, you're moving at 0.01% improvements, but it's those improvements that are really just, you know, every time you do a 0.01 improvement or whatever it may be in your mind or in your product, you know, you're happy about it. So it's a constant, just constant, you know, slow improvement to perfection that you will never reach because you know you will never reach it but you will not stop pursuing yeah. it if you're that kind of person. You know? It sounds like pizza in Italy and like pizza here in the States are like two very different Yeah, things. they are. I mean, you know, so, they, you know, you have very different various types of pizzas in Italy as well but I would say the queen or the king of all pizzas is the Napolitano style pizza for most pizza yolos uh, in Italy. Um, there are a few reasons why. Um, you know, it's the temperature that it has to cook in. It's the process that goes into it and frankly it's the taste you know after all it, it in my opinion it is the best tasting pizza if you if you enjoy because you know most people i think the biggest misconception from like, let's say your mainstream pizza in america is people look at toppings mm -hmm. like how much are you going to put on my pizza in italy it's not how much it's what are you going to put on my pizza because mm -hmm. it's not supposed to you know here you know, the toppings are not supposed to overpower one or the other. Uh, it's, you know, you can't put too much because then the pizza is going to sag. Uh, and actually, the base and the beauty of the pizza is actually the dough. So you're supposed to taste the dough, supposed to have that beautiful crust, but then everything else needs to complement it. You know, so it's kind of like their pastas, uh, which is something that my wife taught me because my wife is Italian. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, we had an argument early on when I told her that every pasta is the same she almost left me <laughs> so because I was uneducated I didn't know the differences yeah. so you know it's one of those things where you learn but then you start realizing the differences and you start kind of getting mm -hmm. into the subject you know if you cook the pizza at you know at 600 degrees 650 it's it, it's not for style pizza it has to could be cooked at at least 840 and up to be really truly 
an Napoli style salad pizza because of the what that cooking style entails and what, how it will make an effective dough. Also now, if the hydration of the dough is not high enough, you will not get the results and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, really, it's a really fun and interesting and cool process. And, it, it, uh, you know, it, and it's one of those things why, for example, in Italy you call them pizzaiolos, right? It is actually a career because it's not as easy as, you know, it's, it, it actually is a, it's an art form. You do have to really know your stuff. It's not just like press this button, hit that button, put it on the plate, put it in there. It doesn't work that way. You have to, you are dealing with a lot of different variables, a lot of different variables that you have to be able to manage at all times. It's almost like, you know, you're calculating your head the entire time. Okay, is my dough hot, um, too warm, or is it too cold? I have to bring it up to room temperature. It's got to be within a certain range for me to stretch it properly. Is my floor, you know, how's the humidity? Do I have enough flour? Do I have too little flour underneath it? When I stretch it, you know, did I always stretch it? Did I not stretch it enough? You know, how is uh, this going to impact that? So, because you can, to, to mess up an Italian steel pizza, which happens to me almost every day, it happens, it will, to somebody else, they will think it's an impossible thing to do because of all these little different variables that you have to consider. You know, with the same equipment, give you four different types yes. of coffee. Yeah. And that's that's the best way to maybe describe you with the pizza. Yeah. If somebody doesn't know how to stretch the pizza right, if somebody doesn't know how to do this, how to do that, you will not get the same results. Mm -hmm. So, but there is a standard. So those good pizza yolos should be within that standard with really small margins, small, you know, you, you could be saying, well, for to the naked eye, these are all pretty much the same. Or, you know, there are small, tiny variations here that, you know, are acceptable but very very small so and then how hard was it for you to put that wood fire oven in the truck because it's it's i saw a picture of it it's so very nice it's super nice and that was uh that was the uh yeah that was the uh the hardest point um of that whole thing is that actually they broke one so my builder dropped one from the pallet coming off the truck and that oven costs more than somebody's car. I have pictures. <laughs> so I was standing right there, and this guy, yeah. I would have cried. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't cry in that moment because I think I was just so much in shock. But yeah, so when you see a 4,000 pound oven flip over to the side from six foot height, or no, not six foot, but I'd say like, what are that? Yeah, five foot height. Yeah, it was completely demolished. So yeah, it was a challenge, let's put it that way. So we, moment we, of silence for that oven. Yeah. So moment of silence, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's... Yeah. But you were able to get the second one in. Yeah, so the second one, you know, uh, we requested that the actual delivery people um, take it off the truck, and even that, I had it all on video, because the first time I didn't video, I just should have. Um, the second time, you know, they were doing it really slow. I was super nervous, because even then, you know, the, you know, what... They were using the regular forklifts, which, which can handle it, but due to the, not so much the weight. I mean, the weight is a factor, of course, but it's the it's the distribution of weight on the pallet is not considered. It it will it will make things really so you know. So, but he was you know they were at least doing it really slow and you know kind of careful. So once it will, you know once the oven is ground level, it's a lot easier to 
to you know even if like the palate it's not nothing's going to happen but mm -hmm. you know when you're looking at this level and the thing goes like that especially when it bounces i can give you this whole story later but so later so it was a challenge yeah, yeah. uh the challenge was also to find a vehicle that can handle it and to this day when i drive it you know i can feel it in the back like i can feel you know you, you feel the weight right yeah I, and i'm super because of that maybe i'm maybe over um cautious over cautious which i i don't want to lose i think that's maybe a good thing to have yeah. You know, uh, you know, I really like have to go really slow. Not so much straight, but if I'm going to the left or right, the truck, you know, you can feel it. You know, mm -hmm. it will take. You know, it will just the, the sheer weight on the actual back of it. You know, just the physics. It will do its thing. So you know, you have to be really careful when you're going. Like, if I'm coming out of a gas station and there's a dip, like I have to come out really. I'm coming out really slow because you know I don't want to force the the truck the weight mm. of the truck and also you know i don't you know i don't want to m mess with the too much with the chassis as well yeah you know because you're not careful of other people too oh no yeah. doubt i mean you know no yeah. doubt. so you know also when i'm breaking up i'm breaking way ahead you know stopping it's and the truck handles it real well because it was designed for for like mm -hmm. 70 kids you know you're, look, you're looking at 70 kids at 120 pounds it's close to ten thousand pounds yeah and, it, and it's probably over designed to handle a lot more just mm -hmm. for safety reasons but, you know, still you want to be cautious and, you know, the solving is, is not a joke. And so, then you had to build out that truck as well. Yeah, correct. So, so we, like, we basically took a school bus and, the, yeah, oh, the school okay. bus. Yeah, it was, uh, the, 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 I chose this, the, the, to find a school bus that has like the highest, capa highest mm -hmm. weight capacity. Um, so we took that one and basically we just left the cabin and everything else was cut off. So the, the floor was left and everything else came off. So, and then they rebuilt the structure to what we needed. <clears throat> nice. And you had someone do that for you? you yeah, of course. No, I wouldn't. It would have taken me years to do it yeah. myself. Yeah. And what are some of your difficulties of running a food truck versus like a brick and mortar business? Because um, I think people think that food trucks are super easy, but like in reality, they're, they're not, you know, Well, I mean, nothing. So, so, uh, you know, that's a very interesting question just in general there is no easy business mm -hmm. if you think that there's an easy business then business you are full. not for you yeah. correct you know go get a job and that's it um, and the reason why I say this now what what is needs to be considered is who you are as a person and what stresses do you absorb better than others so for example some people are really good at absorbing you know stresses with dealing with other people it doesn't bother some people that's like the the biggest stress you can have yeah um you know some people would rather be in the back of the business and kind of like more of their operations and some people want to be more in the front and are more you know better at networking versus others so you know, you really have to kind of analyze yourself sometimes and ask yourself what do i one enjoy and what stress is actually not posing a stress to me but it's more of a challenge that i can actually handle and i think then you can pivot into what you would like now if something is really your passion you are unfortunately don't get to choose which stresses you know you, you're going to have to handle them unless you have a partner in which case you can bounce back and bounce forth. back for, or yeah. or divvy up to work and say you know take care of this i'll take care of that which is yeah. usually a very good a very good team because then you're both efficient mm -hmm. uh, it, it does get tough like for me I'm not the most backroom organized person like with my billing and all that stuff you know if I will always leave it to the last so I have you know my wife helps me with that and I have you know some other family members that are you know much better at that so that help out 
but you know I know that that's something that I would not be good at uh, I would do it if I have to and you know I've done it but it's not something that I yeah look forward to coming home and entering stuff in QuickBooks versus you know my other family member can't wait to do that that's what they want you know that's what really makes them you know enjoy it so but the, the challenges of a, of a food truck are I mean all the businesses are going to have a challenge of finding good employees so number one um, that's the only benefit of the food truck you have to find a lot less than for a restaurant mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted to get away from is you know I didn't want to I, that's the stress I can't I, I don't want to handle anymore that was a stress I walked away from corporate because I was in charge of people hiring, firing, I just couldn't oh, handle it. Oh gosh, yeah. So you know, I was you know pretty decent in, in hierarchy in corporate, and I was, you know, and it's it's I couldn't do that. So I realized that even in this business, I can't escape it. But if I can minimize it, that would be great. You know, one or two people, maybe that's the most. Yeah. Um, because I feel like one taking order, one making pizzas, one making burgers. Correct. You know, yeah. and kind of like cross train. Yeah. Um, and, and and that way, you know, you can you know. You know, pay them more than. The average pay may be high, even higher, because I believe in paying people. But you know, at the same time, you know, everybody's kind of trained. Everybody knows how to do everything. Yes. Versus, you know, I'm just a cashier, or yeah. I'm just uh, this or that. I don't know why more businesses like don't like cross train, or why people like think like, oh, that's all you're good at. We'll handle that. Because I saw that a lot, like when I was working, and mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, you're gonna screw yourself. I think I have. A, I think I know why, but you know, I think um, they want to know. should have said for I personally while, think it's just laziness sometimes well it is and it's also but it's also you know knowing that you can hire I don't want to sound bad but like the, 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 the dumbest of the dumb and those to be able to perform that task yeah. it's not a job so if you're not performing a job you're performing a task yeah. so you know if I can as a, as a large corporation like kind of divided up like that, mm -hmm. that means that I can easier get, especially when it comes to low wage jobs, I can easier just to fill that position. Yeah. And because what they realize probably over time is they're going to have turnover turn one way or the other. Yep. Cross training is labor intensive, time intensive. And a lot of times, you know, when you start losing those people, it becomes also, that's mm -hmm. a drawback of that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure corporations have figured it out and said, you know what, we got to be able to figure out ways to where you can just... You know, you don't want it to get out. You here, take it, and 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 they yeah. just know that's the name of the game. Mm -hmm. and that's how they play it. Yeah, that's and, you the know, way it is. So you know, it's one of those things where you know, it's not the most, it's not, it's not the most efficient way to run a business, but it's the most cost-effective way to run yeah. a business. Because they know they're going to have turnover. So you know, I wasn't management in retail at Target and Walmart. The same thing. Yeah. You know, I wasn't manufacturing with Outback. So same thing. You know. Yeah, as the pay scale goes higher, it, it cross training becomes more prevalent. But when you're looking at the entry level pay scales, there's then, no. Yeah. yeah, that's why most, you know, fast food restaurants even they automate as much as they can. Yeah. For that reason, because the robot will do every time the same thing, and all you need that person is to be able to press that button. Mm -hmm. And you know that's so that's the name of the game. Yeah. You know, so it has its disadvantages, but the advantages at the same time. You're going to get the same Starbucks cup no matter where you are, right? That's part of why, why franchises work. Yeah. That's part of so, the reason why some of these... Food trucks are, you know, especially our food truck is a complete opposite. I, I could never ever do that, you know. That's why, you know, you know, if I had to hire somebody to do, to do, say, do my job, it would have to be a substantial or decent salary because oh, that yeah. person would need to know 
you know, what they're doing. It's not just, you know, okay, put this pizza in the oven, take it out, serve it. No, that's no. not so. Especially since, like, your pizzas, like, are so, like, in a sense, specially crafted. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone who really yeah, understands. They have to know, yeah. And there's actually accreditation for that that we were working on to, to get uh, a stamp of approval from Italy. Yeah, so we're, cool. we're going to be working on that as well, too. Hopefully be one of the first ones. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So then would you say that, like, Italian flavors in Italy are what inspire your food most of all? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I, mean, I mean, I'm Croatian, so I'm next door. Um, from from former Yugoslavia, and uh, you know we we're high, highly influenced in, in in Europe. You know it's it's been spread through Europe from mm-hmm. the Italians. Um, so, for example, in in Europe, you don't get pizza from a non-Italian place. Today, you probably do because the world has mm-hmm. changed. But let's say twenty years back, when I lived in 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 in, in Berlin, in Germany, you didn't go to a, if if there was not an, an Italian speaking Italian side, you didn't order pizza. That, that was not that's not like you know what I mean like it's yeah. supposed to be an Italian dish it's supposed to be served by Italian you know so of course those other places started popping up but then you knew that those were not what you wanted you know those were more like a pizza on the go type of you know yeah. Domino started showing up a little bit and pop pizza hut here and there but you know you knew that that was not pizza that was more like yeah junk you know so I would say even if you lived somewhere else in Europe you still had that same Exposure, because most people who were running pizzerias were immigrated Italians to those areas who would then have pizzas. Now, that brings you to a funny point that not every pizza in Italy is good. As a matter of fact, it's a big fallacy. Like, you know, when we go to her town, we've had pizza, it was horrible. Yeah, it happens. So it's an interesting thing how the world, like even now here, you know, um, one of the funny things is like, you know, before, let's say, uh, just a, an anecdote, you know, before like uh, 2004, 2005, before Kawa opened up the first shop, mm-hmm. you know, I would never ever consider cappuccinos and lattes good here. But then Kawa opened up, he became a friend of mine, and I was like, no, you ruined my coffee in Europe, because he actually had a really, and has a high level of coffee. So I would go now back to Europe, and I'll be like, hey, wait, this is not as good. As Kawa, because again, you know, it's it's one of those things. Are you, how far is the principle diluted down the road? So you know, you go to Italy. Now, for example, in Italy, in every gas station, you have amazing coffee because every guy in the gas station has been there for twenty years making coffee. Mm-hmm. But you go, for example, to Croatia, coffee was horrendous, in the sense of a cappuccino or a latte, right, or an espresso. I mean, it was. I, I can tell you horror stories. But you know. So it's, it's funny how the world has kind of, you know, started to mix mm-hmm. and, and, and evolve. So now in, in the States, you have amazing you coffees. Have great coffee, yeah. Amazing coffees, right? To a point where, like, now the Italians are like, wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, the machines mostly still come out from Italy. Yeah. They are still the, the brains behind it. But the world is catching up, you know, and people, mm-hmm. once people, and that's the thing. Once people get interested in something, right, they start digging into it, they start learning, educating, and then they start kind of, Improving it maybe or spinning it off with, with still maintaining the the integrity the integrity yeah correct you know you can you know as I can as long as the for example the Italian pizza you know we can argue about the toppings but some people like you know there are the Italians are not putting French fries on it actually in Italy so there's a pizza with French fries on the pizza wow but don't ask them but don't ask them ever to put uh, pineapple on it because they'll kick you out of the store 
But that's one thing that we can argue about, right? We we can say I can't tell you what you know, if you like a certain topic, that's your choice. Yeah. But you know, but then if I'm gonna serve you Napolitano or South Pizza, I, these are the things that I cannot yeah. uh, mess with. Mm -hmm. These are the things I can mess with, but these are the things that I can't. So same thing with coffee, right? You know, maybe you can mess with different blends, different types of coffees. But you can't mess with the grind size, you can't mess with the pressure, the water, yeah. if you want a proper espresso. Otherwise, you're going to be getting something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't mess with my coffee. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I'm going off a tangent, but you know, that's because... I love the tangents, though, because, like, like I like hearing, like, people's, like, like kind of passion behind it mm -hmm. and, like, the, the fun story. So I'm, I'm cool with the tangents. Well, I mean, you know, if you're going to do something, right, and especially with a food truck, where I tell everybody, I said, in my opinion... A food truck is a very specialized food enterprise because of, I would say the number one reason would be space, right? You cannot do a million things in a food truck, nor should you. Mm -hmm. And also because you're so specialized, that has to be so good. In my opinion, it should be better than any restaurant can do for that particular item or whatever the few items that you have, right? So if I'm getting a taco at a food truck and that taco is not better than any other taqueria in downtown or in, in the city, in my opinion, you're not doing your job as a food truck. Because otherwise, what's the point? Then, you know, like, what is your passion, right? Mm -hmm. So same thing with us. You know, if I did just some regular pizza, then, well, I mean, you know, some regular pizza. Let's say if I'm doing Chicago-style pizza out of my food truck, it better be the best Chicago-style pizza there is. If I'm doing Detroit-style pizza, it better be the best that you can possibly do, right? Definitely not lower. If you have an amazing restaurant with an amazing you know, chef, at least you're on his level. Yes. That's the least yeah. that we, I would say, is acceptable because of the fact that you, know, you are so specialized. Otherwise, why are you specialized? Yeah. So same for us. Like if we're going to do burgers and pizzas, they better be as best as we can, and hopefully we can stand next to the best of the best and say, well, you know what? At least we're not worse. Yeah. You know, if we might be, you know, equal, but you're definitely not going to be better, you know. So better in the sense of, you know, if people have one or the other, we would say, well, you know, I like them both. I, I can't say which one is better. Yeah. Or it's not like, oh, no, this one, this one sucks. You know, I mean, in that case, you are defeating the person. So going back to the food truck, you know, I think that's something that as a customer, a food truck's customer should expect. Yeah. You know. Well, I loved the pizza when I got it. Thank you. I yeah. loved it. And, and we were, and, and I would say, and I would say, with that, with that event, we were at about 90%, you know, because it was like our second, second event, third, third week. You know, now we are, you know, all. Yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. all in, so. Nice. Yeah. No, because like my thing is I like the, my favorite thing is like the crust and the mm -hmm. dough. Mm -hmm. So if the crust and the dough isn't good, yeah. I will not eat the pizza. Right. I don't care how good your sauce is, how great your cheese is, mm -hmm. the, I will not that's the base yeah it's you like, know it's like yeah you know espresso again you know or cappuccino you can have great milk frothing and whatever but if your espresso sucks it's yeah it's not gonna be good it's the base of the beverage mm -hmm. whether like you want like Correct. no matter how much you add to it it's always gonna be the base of Correct. the beverage yeah. and so everything goes from there right yeah exactly. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah so what is your favorite thing to make on the food truck i mean definitely pizza yeah uh Definitely pizza, yeah. I mean, I like the burgers, don't get me wrong, but you know, the pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So if you had to choose like either being just a burger truck or just a pizza truck, would you probably lean towards being just a pizza truck? Uh, just a pizza because I'm so in love with the oven. Yeah. You know, I so love so much enjoy the cooking in that brick oven. Uh, but it's not by a big margin. It's you know, I would it's what well, would say maybe five percent, ten percent. Um but I you know, and, and, and that also depends on my sometimes on my mood. There are days where I, just, I you know, I want a, I want a burger. The other day, I know it's, I wanted the burger because you know I've had pizza for like three days. Yeah. And I tell everybody, no matter how good it is, after a while, it's like okay, I, I want something else. You know, yeah. I can't eat the same thing over and over yeah. again. But uh, yeah, I just you know, I, for me, it really is, is the is the wood fire because the heritage of it is so old, and it's so. It's just so cool in a way, you know. I, mean, yeah. I don't know how to explain it in, 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 in other words. I just like love seeing like people like taking things that have been around for a really long time, much mm-hmm. like a wood-fired oven, and like bringing it into like the twenty-first century. Yeah, and, but like, it's amazing how it, like jumped from yeah. like four years ago there was nothing. Yeah. And now there's one, two, two more. So there's two existing restaurants in St. Pete that have it. There are two more opening up within a month and a half on Central. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one on our oven is still probably the, one of the better ones, if not the best. <laughs> Actually, it is the best because the only reason why is because it has the most capabilities. There's one company that has downtown pizza that has a very nice brick oven that I know of, and they have it's a quality oven, and also rotates on the bottom like ours. Not that it's necessary, but it makes our operation a lot easier. It takes one variable out, which is helpful especially when you're looking at a lot of volume. Um, but they can't do wood, they can, they can only do gas, and we can do both. Okay. So my oven is designed to do wood or gas separate or together, so it's cool. Is a wood-fired pizza, in a sense, like better than a gas-fired, or does so, it not really So the wood will just mainly add to the flavor, okay. and sometimes that may be also a bad thing. Sometimes the wood, if that's a whole other, it's a variable with a whole other skill set, to add to the problem. So if you're not an expert on wood, and if you don't know really how to manage that, then you can also make your life very, very hard. So gas in most times, I would say is it takes that problem away and allows you to focus more on the pizza making process. Uh, you know, so not say, you know, it's a, it could be a preference thing, but it's a lot easier to mess up the wood. So if the wood is not, you know, it's not the right wood, it's not at the right temperature, if it's smoking too much, it will overpower it will give too much flavor to the pizza now you're having you know that yeah but if it's not right then it's just that perfect amount you know so it's it's you know for example for us we can just do a little small brisket in there of wood just to add some flavor if we want to or not so it depends it's like funny to think like how in a sense like complicated a pizza can be oh yeah because we are so used to thinking that pizza is very simple correct and it's not really not that well, simple. It, the, 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 I, would, I call them I call the Napoli style style pizza, mm-hmm. and everything else is a pie. Okay. So you know, I would say pies are easier, easier. You know, there's not much. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. But yeah. you know, you you get a product that's not. It doesn't have the finesse. It's yeah. more of a you know I'll eat it. It's it'll fill me up. It's 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 not bad. You know I can enjoy it. But this is like. When you eat it. And then you get like the first flavor is the, the crust. Then tomato sauce comes in with the basil, with a little olive oil, and then the cheese. And then you can start feeling the flavors, you know, moving inside. And then you realize the complexity of the mm-hmm. simplicity. And it's like that's the. It's perfect. like a journey. It's a yes. nice experience. Correct. And I'm like starting to notice the older I get, Correct. like 
I don't want just food. Yeah. Like, Correct. I kind of want the experience. Yes. You want to start really feeling yeah. the, the fighting. It's really hard to decide where we're going to eat when I'm around. Yeah. Because. because <laughs> yeah, that's why me and my wife don't go to restaurants. Not mm-hmm. because of me. Yeah. There are a few that like few. that I'm like guaranteed I'm 100% always going yeah. to be happy. Yeah. You know, but like I like trying something new is sometimes really hard for me. Yeah, it's I mean it's a leap of faith, no? Yeah. Uh, sometimes and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised and those are mm-hmm. nice moments, no? Those are really nice when moments. When you're like, yeah. wow, this is this is cool. Like I had that moment, for example, when I had my first kawa, you know, I ordered the cappuccino and I said I I can like remember the moment, the time, the the feeling, you know, and I'm like, you know, coming from having only Starbucks available to us at the time, I was like, what the hell is this? And it's like just the same thing, you know, with the proper, you know, crema um, of the coffee, the real good, you know, the, the, the silky foam yeah. versus the, the yeah. over hot foam. And then, you know, so, you know, out at home, I have a super expensive coffee machine. Like I have a, a little prosumer machine that I could use in the shop because I'm a coffee lover. Uh-huh. But, you know, at that time I had, I didn't know about the intricacies of coffee. All I knew is that what I just had was just amazing. Yeah. And now I had to find out why is it so amazing? Yeah. What makes it so amazing, right? So same thing with the food. You know, sometimes you will eat something and you're like, like you, you automatically will know when it's, this is spectacular. This is not just something good. This is like, you know. Yeah. And with the Napolitan style pizza, part of the reason why it's so protected and why there's a verification, because, you know, this is not a thing from yesterday. This is something that was done 150 uh, more than 150 years ago and that tradition has been given you know through the mm-hmm. generations we are now just lucky to live in an age where that information is readily available to most people to find out what makes it so you know what i mean yeah whereas back then it was probably guarded secret you know same thing with probably coffee and stuff like that so we are it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword i would say in, in one way we can learn a lot of things in a lot of ways it loses its magic when yeah. you, when everybody can kind of know, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, especially people who wouldn't then appreciate it, because you know sometimes when we look at a, a play, we are amazed by it. But if we actually were behind the scenes and saw the whole process, you wouldn't look at it the same way, right? Yeah. So it's a careful, you know, it's a it's a it's a thing that we have to kind of keep in mind, you know. So going back just a little bit, how did you get the name La Strada? Oh, it was, it's, it's going to be the quickest thing. So I told my wife, come up with a name. <laughs> <laughs> and she was literally like, like, she didn't even think of it. She was like, boom. I said, perfect. Like, I knew it right away. Uh, the fun part was the process of creating the logo. Because okay. we did it ourselves. That was a five-month process. Because I was doing a completely different logo. And then just by mistake, just like most things happen in arts, by mistakes are the most amazing. I call them the touch of God, because you, you make a mistake that you didn't intend to, but then you realize, oh my God, this is brilliant. So I was making this logo, I was trying to like illustrate the truck, because of course that's, you know. But then I made like this cool little circle on the truck, and then it popped to me because that circle was on the back of the wheel, and then I realized that I wanted to actually do this. So, you know, it's just the oven on two wheels, and it defines us. Yeah. You know, so and and the wheels also actually have a representation too. This is supposed to be the burger bun. It's supposed to be the pizza. It, <gasps> okay, you know, cool. So it's not like you know, it's the wheels and stuff. So, so yeah. yeah, and it's very easily recognizable. It's not too complicated, you know. So that's yeah. cool. The logo is always the hardest part because when you're trying to find a logo, like it's like because it's 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 hard to convey yeah. something complicated, but it has to be 
simple, right? And we yeah. tend to kind of like add things on, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, it's like it's a hot mess versus, you know. Yeah. So it, that was cool. That was, uh, yeah. the name was easy. The process of the brand and the logo yeah. took a long time, but it's, it was still fun. It's hard, guys. It's yeah. hard doing a business. Yeah. So what is next for La Strada and like the upcoming year? What are your guys' goals? We're taking over the States. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was ready for it. Go no, for I it. I mean, you know, um, uh, one, stay humble. Um, we have our goals. We have our ideas. But we are not in a rush to do it tomorrow. Uh, we are, the first and foremost is to really kind of like learn the business even more. Um, expand our name and the number one the number one priority is always that our product has to speak for itself everything else will come in the time mm-hmm. whether it's quicker shorter longer it doesn't matter uh, it's gonna come as long as the product is consistently good um, of course we're gonna be you know this year is gonna be the year of you know getting our feet wet and learning all the, the goods and the bads of the business and you know what works what doesn't work you know um, what we could change, what we can't change, you know, keeping an open mind. Because, you know, sometimes you go in with preconceived notions and you realize that those notions are completely off. And uh, can't get, you know, can't get upset by that. It's just, it's normal. You know, you just adjust and you pivot and you kind of figure out, you know, you thought maybe you're going to be doing, I don't know, these kind of things or these kind of events. It turns out you won't, but you're doing something else completely. And it works. As long as the vision on the product, I think, stays within the framework, I think that's okay. Um, but otherwise, you know, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, you know, people will enjoy us. Uh, we will, you know, first we kind of want to establish ourselves more in Pinellas County, but we already have gotten some uh, requests for Hillsboro, um, maybe hopefully down to Sarasota, and eventually you never know. The whole state, the states, you don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I get a phone call from who knows saying, you know, we want you in LA for three months at this production. Go for it. And let's roll. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. It could be. It could also not be. It could be that, you know, that will never come true. And we are open-minded to all of that, you know. But, but the idea is, is to, to hustle and to stay humble. Yeah. Because that's, uh, I think that's the the, easy, the best way not to get disappointed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the small victories um, because it's an accumulation of those small victories yeah. that, that is the big success, you know. Oh, yeah. My yeah. dad always would tell me, like, don't forget where you came from. Mm-hmm. Don't forget where you came from. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as a kid, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just going to school. But, yeah. like, as an adult, like, I get it. Like, yeah. when you start to forget where you come from and you don't stay humble, you know, and your ego gets too big. Correct. And, and humble in the sense, like, you know, to have to understand that we also have, you know, we are, we're blessed to be able to do it. Yeah. You know, to be able to have this kind of a truck that, I'm, you know, four or five years ago, I would have never even thought it was possible. Yeah. You know, so, you know, knowing that, that, you know, that, and also it didn't come overnight. It's not something that somebody dropped in my lap. You know, I, I respect, you know, I have self-respect and I, I know that it's been hard work, but I also know that, you know, it could be a lot different too. Yeah. So, you know, we, we are, we are, we are. It would be cool too for your family, especially your kids as they grow. It's just kind of My kid be is like, two and a half. Oh, yeah. He knows Tata is making pizza and yeah. he tells me that I need to bring him some pizza home and he's already oh. making pizza. With his, I mean, it's amazing. You know, he's a little, he's a little, uh, what are those called, the, 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 the plastiline? Yeah. And he's making the pizza, he's cooking it, taking it out. I mean, I'm just amazed. How... But you don't know it. Like, he might take over it one day. Oh, you I know? mean, he, he might not. He, he might, might who not. Knows? Right. But who knows? But, but I mean, yeah. for watching him already being so excited at such a young age. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's fabulous. It's like cool when you can, like, say, like, you know, oh, yeah, my, my dad does this, my dad does his, like, his own thing. Because, like, it, that's not 
I feel like it's becoming more common now, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that way. Like I remember being a kid and like my dad ran his own business and mm-hmm. when he came for the great American teachings, like, you know, like they were really excited to have him come over because he had something like unique and he's very passionate about it and you An can tell. Something he can tell you life experience, yeah. 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 That's yeah. been important too. So what events would you like to see more of as a commu- like as a community? Um, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, pre-COVID, I think there's, there was a lot, a lot of stuff going on. I think people are doing a good job with that. Um, you know, I come from that business. Like I said, I was mm-hmm. a DJ and that was my business doing events, you know, doing, you know, nightly parties and, you know, creating and some, so my old friends from that business are still involved and, you know, they're doing great and they're doing events. Uh, we were in specific type of music, but you know, it's like you, um, I think there, I think, uh, you know, in general, I think we, there's plenty of stuff in Florida. The, the question is how fast is it going to come back? And then mm-hmm. of course, well, well, not how fast, it's going to come back in Florida because, you know, it's, it's, it's a different mindset here. But how quickly, is, I, 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 I just, that's the one thing that I haven't really even like dabbled in, mm-hmm. you know. Who do you get in touch with for those? You know, do who would need food trucks, who would not need food trucks? You know, one of the things to find out. You know, that's yeah. something. Um, we're already getting requests for a bunch of events downtown St. Pete. Like I said, I do I do know a few people and those people that also recommend yeah. us. Thankfully, um, but you know, op- I mean, you know, I would love to see like a food truck fair. So just gather all the food trucks in one area? That would be beautiful. I think there's an opportunity for that, and I would like to work on a project. I don't want to talk about it like, you know, on a podcast in the sense of what I would like to see, but there are few, first a few things to figure out. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think that would be great, you know, especially in areas where it doesn't hurt any restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going into, you know, where everybody wants to be on Central or whatever. Yeah. You know, just to do some other cool stuff where, you know, I think, you know, maybe art galleries that are off the path. Yeah. That have a space, that need foot traffic. I think that could work, you know, but it's all about, you know, somebody has to have a vision and a belief when it comes to events and uh, try, trial and error. Certain things won't work, certain things will work, you know, it's one of those things. But I think, uh, yeah, people with food trucks, it's always better when there's a lot of them. Yeah. Versus if you're just by yourself. It just is, um, you know, because it just draws more attention and, and it gives people a choice. You know, not everybody wants an Napolitanian style pizza. Not everybody wants a burger. That's cool. Somebody just wants a taco. Somebody wants, I don't know, uh, what else do they have? You know, a hot dog. Hot dog, Korean yeah. f- uh, food, some Indian food, I don't know, yeah. uh, uh, Cajun, barbecue. I yeah. Mean, but, you know, when you have all those trucks there, now you have, you know, you might want pizza, you might want a, bur- a, a barbecue, and both are happy. Versus, yeah. you know, you would be happy and you're like, yeah. Yeah. You know? I love going to events where there are like multiple food vendors mm-hmm. because like my partner and I have very different food tastes mm-hmm. and we usually cannot agree mm-hmm. uh, on like an exact place to go. So Correct. one of us is always Except like, when you went to, to La Strada, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Good. Well, that did work because that's he good. wanted, no, that really, you're right though, because he really wanted a burger and I really wanted a pizza yeah. and that worked perfectly. That's what, when people ask us what is better and it's truly, the, 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 I can't say which one is better. I tell them, it's what are you in the mood for? Yeah. Because they are as good, honestly, as a joke. Because I'll eat both of them evenly. Yeah. But I enjoy the process of pizza making more mm-hmm. than the process of making the burgers. But I say, you know, it's really up to your 
how you are, um, how you're feeling, mm-hmm. what you want to eat, right? Because sometimes, yeah. like, you know, as much as I love pizza, I just sometimes I just don't like sushi. I don't know. That comes to me and it's like, I'm going to go to the other part of town to get the sushi. You know, you know how it is. So. I can eat sushi all the time. Yeah, I could do that all the time, but, you know. No, I love sushi. Like, I yeah. love sushi, but I have nothing... I, I don't know what it is like Asian cuisine is just like one of like my like oh, all time yeah. favorites Same I could here. just like eat it mm-hmm. like I'll never get tired mm-hmm. of it I like um, a lot of Thai food I love Indian food oh yeah mm-hmm. last meal mm-hmm. who would you cook it for my family of course yeah yeah, yeah. that's easy that's always I always like hearing those answers the family yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah. I'm have a, I have a you know, I have a good family so I can't complain thanks for listening St. Pete Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. Make sure you check out our guest info in the bio if you like what you heard today as well. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.